I'm Cyril, and you're listening to After the Whistle, the sports podcast show where no topic is off limits. I'm joined this week by Donald. What's up, guys? And that's a <laughs> random noise here in the background. That's uh, V from the other room tour. Make sure to check them out as well. Or don't. Nah, but we encourage you to. <laughs> Starting with the rapid fire round. A couple of new sports, a couple of sports headlines that caught our attention this week. So the NBA returned, and for the opening game, it was a bit bittersweet for certain fans, namely the Boston Celtics, because I think in the eighth minute, uh, Gordon Hayward, I mean, he went up to a ball with LeBron. It wasn't really a player. It wasn't as if LeBron was the one who caused it, but he basically broke his leg. Season over. That was always tragic. That was always tragic. I mean, the good news is it was a clean break, which is a good thing, because the bone can, you know, set and heal. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Uh, but what we are interested in is, uh, so Anna Hofford, this is the sister of uh, Al Hofford, the Boston Center, responded to a tweet from Mia Khalifa. And for those of you who don't know, she's a, I guess what, well, she's a former porn actress, now turned sports pundit, because yeah. Complex News gave her a TV, a, a sports show, talk show. Mm-hmm. And her tweet basically read that, hey, uh, Hofford's injury was a, was a sacrifice to the gods of basketball oh, wow. to prevent Cavs and Celtics fans from, you know, riots and just because of the whole Kyrie IT yeah, trade and all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And Anna's response was just, shut up, bitch. Which <laughs> which was like a, a stunning club back to, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, but that was insensitive. I mean, very just, insensitive. Like, that was, that was my first reaction. Very insensitive. Like, wrong timing as well. I mean, come on, man. Like, this is a season-ending injury. You understand I me? Mean, this guy's probably out there feeling so you know terrible that you've been working all all summer yeah ready new team for the season new exactly. team as well you know so you, you have all your dreams and all your targets for the season shattered you know in one night so you know yeah definitely very insensitive comments man and i, I mean i know it's social media so everybody's trying to get oh them. yeah exactly everybody's trying social to get them jokes well. so everybody, in yes but at least give it tweets and give it like know. a couple of days or a week Shall at it? least man the guy just go ahead <laughs> like his family's worried <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was, it's just, it's just, it's terrible, man. Terrible. Uh, do you plan to check out her show with? Uh, I think she's doing it with. I'm forgetting the guy's name, but I think Arenas. He brought a gun into the basketball locker room and mm-hmm. got got kicked out for it. <laughs> so that's quite a crazy pair. Former <laughs> porn actress and crazy, crazy Arenas. My goodness, man. I mean, well, yeah, it will probably be interesting to check out. Um, yeah, probably. I'm going to wait. I don't think I. <laughs> If I do, I spoke on just to see, just to see, nah, like, it feels, it what feels they wrong. have going on. Man. It yeah, feels it feels so wrong because of yes, that. yes, given the circumstances. But you know, like curiosity, like you just want to see, like, what, the, like, what, what kind of crazy shit are these two? That's what they, that's what they are banking on. That's yeah, what they are exactly. hoping to sell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. So we'll see. Uh, so two weeks ago was the World Cup, so most teams got their qualifications out of the way. Mm. Uh, news came out that a businessman in Egypt gave or. Uh, Presented Mo Salah with a villa as a gift for you, you know, helping the nation call, qualify to its World Cup. But he turned it down and asked the guy to donate to his village instead. Classy, right? right. I mean, classy, noble, everything, man. Like, but should he have taken that though? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I feel like um, these guys are footballers are in a very privileged position. You understand me? For him, I'm sure he probably looked at it and felt, okay, well, this may not really. This will not really change my life significantly. You understand me? So, I think a villa will change. Yeah, if, yeah, villa will. Yes, but I mean, these guys, these guys have a lot of money. You understand me? And 
he, he like the impact the the impact of you know rather you know channeling that elsewhere to people who actually need us the most mm-hmm. I, I feel like he probably felt like that would be bigger yeah and i'm guessing you know, also if egyptian's media is anything like other african countries mm-hmm. there's going to be a whole lot of backlash yeah. in terms of rich person giving player x amount or in this case a villa is going to fall under some scrutiny and there's going to be all these weird relationships and exactly, favors exactly exactly and all that exactly but i, I feel like mo- the, for the most part he saw it as an opportunity to do something good something you know yeah. significant and he probably took the opportunity that's it right, so be a big up to him we tip our hearts to him yeah i believe two episodes ago we had bright bright aqua come in and yeah. we talked about basically athletes and protest about some cartoons about some cartoons we talk about <laughs> athletes and protest uh, and Kaepernick featured heavily yeah uh this week news also broke that he's planning or he's thinking of filing a lawsuit against NFL owners basically for black balling him not giving him a job in the NFL do you think you have any success with it because it's going to be hard to prove that you aren't being yeah, hired yeah you aren't being hired just because of the fact that you know all this taking yeah, is because of you yes exactly but i think it's going to be tough man i think it's going to be but i guess for him he feels like it's a it's a road worth taking you understand he has the money to pay yeah, the because legal fees. exactly and yeah. also i feel like for now for him he feels like he's a symbol yeah like he has become a symbol he has you know he's he has an opportunity to actually move something and i feel like he's this is someone who is ready to go all the way you understand yeah. yeah it looks it clearly looks like this guy's ready to go all the way this is not one of those situations where it's like charlie, like charlie this is going to be difficult so it's like yeah let me just i've done enough so let me just step off here you understand he's going all the way he's seen it through and for me i admire him for that yeah i mean the yeah. guy at least look at the whole effect that's going to have should he win the whole process even just because yeah. it's somebody taking a stand in the workplace mm. and he's uh, he's being punished for it Whatever yeah. the ruling is, is going to determine how much or what a person can say when they're employed by another person. So who knows? Maybe this might spell the end to NFL players being fined and being kicked off teams for yeah. just voicing their opinion. Awesome. But um, did you see um, Hertha Berlin, the football team, uh, a there was weekends ago where they also took a knee before there was, their game? There was a response. There was a response. There was a tweet that responded to that was just basically saying what people thousand five. 1500 miles away get it yeah why don't why don't we yeah, which is like, just yeah the whole point of taking the knee wasn't it's just to it's symbolism isn't yeah. it? like just trying to make a statement that yeah. hey setting rule people are treated differently let's look at that yeah i felt like that was cool yeah like they got cool. some really i Big mean ups. yeah hopefully more other other sports look to show support yeah to the nfl like you shouldn't feel like you know it's an nfl thing or it's an american american thing thing. so yeah yeah, we can't participate or we can't show support you understand yeah classic classic so this story you just you just showed me i I missed this bit this is what (laughs) wade and (laughs) apparently was on she was on sway in the morning yeah i think she has a new book she was pushing promoting Mm -hmm. and the conversation ended up moving or yeah, moving towards, I guess, what their relationship, their yeah, sex sexual, life. Yeah, their sex life. And she ended up giving advice to ladies to make sure that when they are dating, the guys are out there, what, quote the phrase, eating their asses. Which led to the question, <laughs> does she, does Wade 
<laughs> That's way go out eating asses, man. Which, <laughs> and shout out to Moose, man. I know he, I, I know he's bummed to be missing this episode, but hey. <laughs> Moose would have been all over this for some reason. We yeah, don't know. Of, we, can, yeah. we, can, we can go in there <laughs> when you come next time. Yeah, I, I found it. I found it very like it was one of those like, like what the fuck moments. Like really, I don't know, man. I mean, it's kind of so growing. So like back in high school, mm. they said, "Yeah, how, what am I even trying to say?" I feel like now eating ass is now just common, isn't it? It's you see that's the thing. I I don't I don't common. know because it gets talked about a lot. But as, but as to whether happening. people are actually out there doing this. That's that's a different thing. And people yeah, are giving advices that hey, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the sure, thing. Yeah, like sure it's done to you. But I guess you can say, you know, whatever works for you, right? Like, I mean, the comfort yeah, of I your mean, relationship. There's the two people. Like if one she person wants people. it and the other person is willing to <laughs> give it, Charlie, go for it, man. Like, yeah, for me, that's it. That's it. Whatever makes the relationship. Yeah, whatever, whatever makes it work, man. Charlie, just do it. You understand? Okay. If she's comfortable, you know, putting it out there, which in this case, I don't know. She implied it, right? Honestly, I would, I've spent too much time thinking about Dwayne's sex life <laughs> <laughs> for my liking. But yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. Like you said, whatever works, man. Whatever works. Big ups to, big ups to them, Charlie. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, if 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 you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to After the Whistle on your favorite podcast player. So that's Apple Apple Podcast. <laughs> there's Google Play. Stitch up podcast addicts, Radio Republic, essentially wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a rating review. We have other shows on the GCR network, Free Your Mind, uh, The Other Room. Remember V from earlier, the one making the noise, and Artis podcast as well. So do make sure to check them out. <laughs> yeah. So jumping into our main topic for this episode. Uh, so for United fans, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Post international break has been yeah, painful so, watching. And based on the results that you know filtering through right now, it's probably going to be even worse. Yeah, because as we record that uh, there are two goals down. Yeah. But yeah, our main topic essentially is uh Mourinho gets criticized for how he sets up in big games. And throughout um very often, the the view in football seems to be that if you are playing flowing, attacking football, yeah, you are playing it the wrong way. Yeah. So managers like Jose uh, Pulis get slated like these are the guys in the dinosaur ages, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because they set up to defend or they just look to contain a team and then counter and get a point. Is there a right way to actually play the game? Given that the end goal, let's not forget, is the result. Mm-hmm. So whatever you do, you end up getting the, the win. Doesn't matter how you get there. I don't know, man. I feel like um, it depend. I feel like it depends on who you are. Like it depends on what you, what you want, like how you watch, like what you appreciate in football. You understand? I feel like it's, it's about what, what what you appreciate from football. When you watch football, what do you come to see? Like, are you just there to just just purely for the satisfaction of knowing that your team won? Or you're there to actually, um, how do I say this? You're there to just like actually appreciate how the game flows, everything about the game, how each team is set up, how they are counter. Yeah, but which, I mean, how many people actually do that? I feel like when football is being sold, marketed, advertised, mm-hmm. it's always the attacking 
aspect of it that's exactly. being pushed. That's a beautiful get aspect of it. Credit. That's true. And maybe just because honestly, who wants to see somebody going through five tackles in a minute <laughs> as a highlight reel? You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, doesn't yeah, really yeah, sell. Yeah. Even with defenders, we prefer attacking full fullbacks who are whipping crosses. Yeah. And getting to the byline. Yeah. Center backs, you want the guys who are more ready from the back joining the midfield and scoring the odd goal. And also the Premier League prides on the fact that, you know, it's a tough league and that, you know, you have uh, tough defenses here. But then when you're actually defending games, then they come out and criticize you for doing that. Mm-hmm. They come out and say that, you know, you, you, you it was a negative setup. I don't understand that. Why is it a negative setup? I yeah, for me I, I don't have a problem with um, playing defense. I don't I don't have a problem going into a game and then recognizing that okay, maybe the team the team the the team's mentality and focus or whatever is not right. So I'm just going to keep it simple and keep it tight. Yeah. You understand me? Because yeah, it happens. Sometimes you look around you and you feel as a manager, you feel like, you know what, I'm not getting good vibes off my team today. Oh yeah, I'm missing key players. Yeah, we're also missing key players as well. And I, Herrera was coming into that game. Uh, the, the, a lot of people were referencing the Liverpool United match. Ah, oh, yeah. Yes, and Herrera, someone like Herrera was coming into that game to replace Pogba. He hadn't played in weeks. So the whole you thing, me? So, yeah. them like Van Hal used to say. Yes, and it was the mercy side that become like that's a huge, that was a huge game. So and sometimes we also have to consider um, if we had lost that game, what happens. You understand? We were, we were we had a good momentum going forward. Safe bets. Your team, you are you are missing key players. Um, international break, like you said, somehow disrupts stuff. Why don't you just keep it tight, and you know get get get, get a positive result, and then you know yeah you know you have good fixtures after that. You have like decent fixtures after that, so you could make you up. Could, yeah, so you can make up points and all that. But then again, people, some people have also said that look at what you know your neighbors are doing out there destroying teams and all that and i guess I if mean, you feel like if you if you genuinely believe that you're title contenders right then you should you shouldn't you shouldn't um you should go out into games trying to impose your game you understand you don't go there looking at the opposition and saying okay because of the opposition let's play it this way so this since this became a very united focus this brings up a question does it mean then that playing a bit defensive playing a defensive game is only justified when you are the, for lack of a better word, inferior team. Because, like you pointed out, people are criticizing Mourinho because they feel like the United squad that he's put up, they spent enough money mm-hmm. and have enough quality players to have mm-hmm. a go at it mm-hmm. versus a Liverpool squad that was missing money and other players as well. Like, it was fairly even at the very least. So, why go and shut up shop when you could go toe-to-toe with them? Yeah, so the reason why it became United Focus is because usually Mourinho is the one that does, yeah. like in the Premier League, he's the one that does usually. So in that case, is Jose wrong? So like, can you only play a defensive setup if you're the inferior team? If you have superior players or if you have players that can match your opponent, why play a defensive team? Is that reasoning valid? Yeah, I get, yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. And yeah, like I said, Football is not just like there are other factors. There are other factors that come into play. It's not just your team's ability. Yeah, but I mean, what you understand? Yeah, but when people, yeah. when fans, when we turn on the TV, all we get are we see. Yeah, the all we get are yeah, we see the lineup. We hear whatever we, reason a player is playing or exactly. not, and then we just run and wonder why does a team that has X Y Z players 
Mm-hmm. We are not seeing them do what we saw them do in their previous clubs or what we saw them do over international mm-hmm. break. Because it must get frustrating to see a player that you know has some attacking verb and you just see him chasing back or just making sideways passes. Yeah, I know, I know, I get that. I understand that, but we, I'm sure we all understand that we are not in the dressing room. We are not. We are not with these guys 24/7. You understand? We are only given a limited amount of information with regards to where these players' heads are at and how these players are feeling before games, because those things actually count. These players have good ability and all that, but there's also a mental side to the game. You understand? There's also a mental side to the game, and sometimes that comes into play. Because you can people people sometimes accuse Wenger of they, they accuse Arsenal of, of having a weak mentality. Mm-hmm. That should tell you that that counts. You understand? They, when they say that, they are they are trying to imply that these players actually have ability, but they have a weak mentality, and because of that, they cannot either defend well or you know, uh, see out games. So those things actually count. It's not just the player's ability. There are other things that come into play. So, yeah, you'll have games where you'll probably have to set up differently. And um, you and there's a reason why people say you have to take each game as it comes. You understand me? Because, yeah, not, not every game is going to be the same. If you're a top team, most likely most games are going to be similar because you have a great team and great players. But there will be games that will be different. Again, I mean, this probably speaks to perception. But teams that play defensively and end up being celebrated, that almost always only seems to happen when you end up winning something major. Uh, Portugal and the Euros played a fairly defensive game, and their efforts or their match... And I mean, people get heap a lot of praise on Atletico Madrid. Yeah, but you see... For their style of play as well. Yeah, but the, yeah because they got some success. I mean, the third team, when it comes to the Barca-Real Madrid draw yeah. play. Uh, the World Cup in South Africa... Italy got a whole lot of praise because they met a really attacking Spain side. Yeah, they got a lot of praise because their defensive efforts actually yielded hey, yielded <laughs> yeah. results. Yeah. <clears throat> so and Jose even when he started, when he came first to Chelsea, he played a bit defensively. At the end of the day, if you're able to justify that with trophies, all these little criticisms that people have of how you played, yeah, I think it that goes away. But right. if at the end of the season you do not win anything, then the question becomes. So you could have gone out and attacked, but you chose not to because you're trying to secure points, keep them in. And you failed to do that. So why should why didn't you just I agree provide entertainment? Because in us, yeah, and I think that's a thing right there. Entertainment value. If I am losing entertainment value watching a game, because you decided to play defensively, you might as well win it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I totally understand that because one thing I would say is that even though all these accusations are being um uh, Saint Mourinho's way, even he himself has come out to criticize some teams who have been defensive against his team as well. So yeah, definitely, I do, I do, I do, I do agree with that. That it's a situational thing. It's a situational thing, and it depends on which end you're on. You understand? A lot of people talk about Liverpool having a weak defense and everything. If they had, if they, if they did what. Um, people are saying United did more often, they will get more praise. You understand? They'll get more praise. So if United does that every now and then, while attacking and providing the entertainment value most of the time, I don't see any problem with it. I definitely don't see any problem with it. I feel like there are different strategies in football. 
and you have to employ them when as a manager it's it's like it's the manager's job to use his discretion to employ them whenever he feels like it would give him the the best results that he can get so it's fair game is there any way defending can be made to can be made to look to a look, bit more look sexy sexy i'm thinking because even even with the video games like FIFA and as I recently find out people some people call Pro Evo yeah. PES <laughs> and Pro Evo I mean PES I think when I play I do I I do enjoy people not scoring on me so I do end up in a bit more defensive but then I don't fault people for getting players come in come on man I mean when you're playing a video game you can't be employing defensive tactics come I on Charlie you fought you fought you fought Charlie you fought dribble you fought no, uh, no my priority is to not get scored on Oh no no no. No, but and again, maybe that's it. So for most people, the enjoyment of the game comes purely from all the attacking moments. <laughs> right? Yeah, so why no, I'm just I'm just trying to imagine you setting up your defense for like like a FIFA game or something. Come on, man. I play always either a back five. <laughs> <laughs> the better Come on. Like there are people there are some people who even play um strikers are like in midfield. midfield. Yeah, like they just take out all their midfielders, play strikers. Those people are crazy, man. Come on, like yeah, Charlie. Those are the heretics of the game that you need to read out. <laughs> yeah, just to give us some more, you know, but no, but that's it. Attacking, attacking, self, attacking is sexy. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Attackers, yeah, that. yeah, and the the best, the best, um, the best chance of making um, defense look sexy are through the fullbacks because, but even some extent, like they, even those then, guys, their sexiness, the sexiness quota comes yeah. from their attacking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ben yeah. Davis Spurs is all the rage right now because he's an attacking fullback yeah. and he's banging in goals. Yeah. Valencia's right back career got a kick when he scored that goal. It was like, okay, we know he can defend, but it looks mm-hmm. like Valencia can now go forward again and he's whipping up crosses. Ashley Young came in, people complained, but when he delivered a couple of crosses, it was like, you know what? It could be a Maybe decent. we should make defenders captains. There's still a fair number. Cahill, I think, def- actually, I think when it comes to captains, mm-hmm. midfielders and defenders seem to, and goalies, the odd goalie. The back yeah, old goalie here and there. That old mindset, like the captain has to see what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very because good. because I honestly think that when um, John Terry was um, captain for Chelsea and all that, he was scoring goals, contributing. Yeah, but I didn't make it sexy though. It, no, it, like there was something like there was something attractive about Terry and that whole. I'm the captain of this club, and I'm such a, an imposing huge figure here, and all. Yeah, that. but so, didn't yeah, like but, he gave us some. But I didn't make the difference. It wasn't like Ronaldo sexy, but it was <laughs> it was attractive at least. Like it was was it because the thing is, I don't think you can really make def- defense sexy because of the nature of the role. Like yeah, because you are you're stopping an attack. Stop an attack. Like yeah, yeah that's you're, it. you're stopping something fun from yeah, happening. You're stopping an attack. I think it's going to be difficult to make it sexy, man. Now, but that's also very much a mindset, isn't it? If you if you if you're able to, I guess, educate fans from an early age to appreciate both sides of the game because mm-hmm. it's 50-50. Like, they both count. Yeah, and also yeah. that's why, um, like, um, defenders are, some, are now more and more being encouraged to be ball-playing defenders. If more and more defenders become ball-playing defenders, but who that, knows? Because you know someone like David Luiz, for example, there's some, there's some excitement around a player like David Luiz because you know he can score free kicks. You know he can, he can you know... Um, He's a, he's good on the ball, yeah. But you see, and he can pass really for that well argument. As well. For that yeah. argu- for that argument to work, we should be similarly excited about attacking players displaying their defensive skills. Mm, wow, that's, that's no. going to be exactly. 
we are not calling for that, even though the whole idea... Yeah, because no, because we, we, we don't care about attacking players trying to defend. But we care about defenders trying to um, look positive in attack. Yeah, so yeah. I, so all this is just doing is just further. You see, the, the defense, and you, so, can, you, cannot, you cannot do away with the defense. It's exactly. like, yeah, you don't have a choice. You have to be a defender, right? So how can we make that nice? How can we make that look more attractive? So we we yeah, add some sprinkling some attack. Uh, yeah, some yeah, exactly. But the attack ah, if you don't defend, we don't already now we don't want to add the defense to it. So it's like yeah, yeah. So that no need for so that that, de- that defeats the, the goal I guess from my perspective of trying to make defending mm. appealing as well. Because mm. if you're asking the people tasked with defending to also make sure that they are competent attackers, then the focus on them just becomes how effective they are in attack. But be, but we are getting there. Like seriously, we are getting there. No, that's I'm, I'm complaining yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that. Yeah, that's actually, I agree with you. I think that Charlie sometimes maybe we are focusing on that a little bit too much these days because you see players like Marcelo, who are like crazy in attack. Like yo, this guy is just unbelievable. Yeah, to be fair to him, he's a he's a good defender. Yeah, as well. he's also a good defender as well. You understand me? So we look at such people and then we think, why isn't you know X or Y doing this? Player X or Y able to do the same you know if he can't do that then he's not world class yeah meanwhile his primary job is to defend very well yep so even if he does that very well as long as he can't do the extra stuff then you know he doesn't if when you're looking at awards and stuff like that they will look more to the defenders that have those extra attacking abilities i don't mean i think there are very few teams that play with an out and out dm anymore mm. i mean like a player could just be a dm in terms of positioning or name, yeah, yeah, but yeah, now yeah. DM very much has to have a good passing range, be capable yeah. of taking the shots and finding the odd through pass here and there. That's true. Far different from back then when the DM's role was just to mop up. Yeah, because that yeah, like right a Makaleli role where yeah. you're just you know sweeping around across just the pitch, flooring, flooring people. Yeah, that's true. There's some beauty to that though. There's some beauty to watching a player come in and stop an attack just before the final pass and lets in or results yeah, in a chance true. at goal. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because now if you look at players like Vidal and um, Casemiro, Cruz and uh, Verratti and them, those guys are like special def- DMs. Like those guys can pass, they can they can score a goal, they yeah, they have good vision, they're great. They're great. You know, they are definitely an upgrade on the traditional DMs we've known from upgrade with asterisks. They are definitely more attacking as to whether they are an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's the thing. I guess I'm one of those people calling that an actually, upgrade. Yes, that's an upgrade because now it's like, yeah, you should be able to do and that. You follow, you, 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 been <laughs> you sold. should be able to do that, right? You've been sold. You've no, been sold like you said, we've, like this is what we've been talking about. It makes it more attractive. If you're a DM and you can pass, you have good vision. Come on. But what happens to just clear? Not you're good the on ball. the ball. Then yeah, for me it's attractive. Mm. Yeah, for me it's attractive because yeah, someone like Verratti versus maybe someone like who? How many out and outs? DM like who is an out and out? Because even Matic is like Passing really good. Out. Yeah, like he's really good on the ball and stuff. I don't. I, I'm. Medel. I struggle to. Okay, yeah, someone like him. Someone like Medel is still one of those. Out and throwback, out. yeah, throwback defensive midfielders, but Katamore and them can people, but those guys aren't attractive. We don't talk about them. Yeah, that's because it's what's being sold to us is that this is good and this is bad. Or maybe that's just, or maybe it's just good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll keep fighting till the end.
next week we have a couple of we have a couple. We're hoping to do a bit more of a Premier League dive, so do look out for that. Hopefully, Moose OK will be joining us in the studio. We'll confirm that later on. But this is where we draw this episode to an end. Make sure to follow us on our social media, Twitter, GCRATW. If you want to send us an email, it's after the whistle at thegoalcoachreport.com. On Instagram and Facebook, the account is the Gold Coast Report. ATW, dominate the conversation. Neymar, Busquets. Va al ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Messi dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención ahí fuera del juego. Balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha. Chuta Cristiano. Gol. Costa turns out the finals. Title for Leicester City tonight. Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving.